<laughs> I was literally laughing. It's recording. I'm like, <laughs> like miscellaneous chipmunk or something. What? <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Nikki Tamburino, aka One Classy Mother Runner on Instagram, and you're listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast, the show that explores the why of running for people who love to run. Today we're talking about reality TV, celebrity crushes, and of course running with Laura Green, the comedic content creator who makes running fun again. We'll discuss everything there is to know about Laura's past, present, and humor. Thanks for joining. Now let's get started. Basically, I have a list of like eight words, and then you just say the very first word that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. Ready? Feet. Shoe. <laughs> Pickles. Juice. Eight hundreds. Eight hundreds. Yeah. Yasso. Oh yeah. Trail runners. Uh, I just thought of dirt. Dirt. Same. Yeah. That's what came to my mind. <laughs> Bikers. Um, like short cycling shorts. What are they? Bibs, bibs. <laughs> uh, chafing. Butter. <laughs> All right. Coffee. Um, I I think I guess just oat milk. That's what, what they put in mine. So. <laughs> Going for oat. <laughs> All right. Last one. Sleep. Necessary. Okay. <laughs> All right. Cool. So. Yeah, speaking actually of sleep, how how are your kids doing? They say so they're they're not they were sick, right? What's going on? Yeah, they're sick. Um, no one was sleeping last week. Big coughs, sore throats, congestion, pink eye, ear infections. Wow, you got the all of it. I know, but somehow avoiding like the three big ones, like the RSV COVID flu. So I'm grateful. I'll take pink eye any day over yeah. you know any of those. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, they are hanging in. Yeah. <laughs> so are we hanging in. <laughs> aren't we all? Um, so I, I mentioned my kids are teens, but they still come home with everything. And Wait, literally. Stops. Like, no, no, no. It, it really, it doesn't. Um, and actually they may be worse at handling it. I'm not really right. sure. But so I've actually, I've got one home today, but it's the same thing. It's sore throat. Um, but no, they never test positive COVID flu, like any of that stuff. So they're, and this is not the first time I've heard this, like they're, this is going around and it's so weird. And to me, I'd almost rather them have something that you can treat with an antibiotic than just something that's like, sorry, there's nothing we can do. Like yeah. treat with pain meds. Yeah. No fun. We All got right. one week until Christmas. We got to just make it one week so we can see our family. We haven't seen our family in four years for Christmas what? because we got COVID last year, the year before someone um we just have immunocompromised family members so we got to be really careful and so yeah we the year before covid was a stomach flu <laughs> oh my god yeah so well that's that, like it's dying. the season yeah, yeah it's we, so I, bad. we used to i feel like that used to be our thing too because we it would always be me staying home with one of the kids when my husband took all the other kids to like the family stuff because somebody had like the stomach somebody flu yeah something yeah um, are your, is your family, like you're in Boston, right? And is your mm -hmm. family still in New York? Yeah. So my parents are in New York and I have two brothers in New York. Um, and then I have a sister in Dallas and a sister in Montana. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Montana. Yeah. We, we are looking at summer vacations. We want to, so we're obsessed with Yellowstone mm -hmm. and my parents are obsessed. And so we want to go on a like, um, ranch and be like cow boys and girls. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, but so now they, they have a pretty uh, aggressive fire season. So you have to start planning around that now too, which stinks, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. My, we, we rarely go off the East coast. Like we're always just like from Baltimore South, like basically, yeah. unless it's a race, like that's basically the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so will you stay home and people come to you or do you guys travel? For Christmas? Yeah. Um, 
we split it up. So like this year we're doing around here because my husband's family's all here, which is amazing. So okay. we can just do like day trips to their different parties. And then um, in a couple of weeks, we're going skiing with my family in Vermont. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's going to be our Christmas. Now. Okay. So, so skiing, not snowboarding, right? No, I don't. I've tried snowboarding once and it was <laughs> actually, this is kind of a funny story. So me and my sisters went snowboarding for the first time on Christmas Eve in like, like some small hill in New York. And at the time we were um, auditioning for this reality television show called Expedition Impossible. And we had made it past like the first like four rounds. And so um, this round was like a video and this is like pre, I mean, we definitely had, we definitely had cameras on our phones, but I don't know if it was like video very good yet. Like it yes. was like, like five, like it was not five. It was like 2010. So Anyways, I remember like having a proper camera and like my brother-in-law, like, like recording us falling down this hill, like as a comedy bit to get, and, <laughs> and like it worked. We ended up getting flown out to LA to like, yeah, audition, like with what? a few other crews and we didn't make it. Um, but that was, it's like a funny memory that I always forget about because it was just like a random blip on the radar, but wow. like the way that it was a Mark Burnett show. So like survivor and all those other ones. And the way they do it is they like get you into a hotel and everyone gets their own room, but you're not allowed to leave the room. Like we were in a hotel room and we were allowed like one hour in the gym and because we weren't allowed to see one another, which I don't understand how that would have made any difference. Is it like that circle? What's you know the reality? <laughs> you know, the, oh my God. I hope it's called the circle. It's called the circle. And it was like this show that I got obsessed with and it's um, texting. It's like basically everybody's in this hotel and they like are trying to make like connections through texting and like chatting. Oh, no, 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 no. This was just like, 24 hours and we were like we were brought in to meet mark burnett and like his team of producers and did our like 20 minute audition and then we're let out and then they told us that we didn't make it oh. but it was for this show that like was kind of like um what's the one where everyone's racing around the globe oh and it the big isn't it like the big race or something the Amazing race. Amazing so race. Yeah. It was like that, but like even more extreme. Like I remember one of their questions was like, how do you feel? Like, what if we tied a rope to you today and had you um, rappel down the Empire State Building? Then I was like, I don't know. I think I'd be fine. <laughs> I don't think they liked they that. No, they wanted you to be like scared. Yes. Like, I think that like, I think we really blew it that way. Um, <laughs> You're like, I'll do anything. I'm like, yeah, cool. that sounds like actually really fun. And they're like, what? No. no, we want. No, it wouldn't. What are you talking about? Get her out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so cool. No, so I totally. So here's. I was explaining what the show, the circle was, and you were talking about the audition, how you were for the audition. Yeah. So the show that you're talking about was actually like a, um, like a the Amazing Race type thing. That's pretty cool, though. It was, it was cool. It only got, I think it only had one season though. So clearly they did need us. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, I mean, that's really interesting though. So have you always wanted to be like in front of a camera? No, that was, that was like the one time. And I don't even think I came up with the idea. I, I was going to say, was how did you even like, yeah, like get involved? I have no idea. There was okay. probably some casting call and my sister was like, we should do this. And so I I think I wrote the initial application, which then got the ball rolling for them to like reach back out to us. So then I was like the point person. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh my God, that's know. awesome. I mean, you have a, you, that's an interesting, like, so you would have a pretty interesting like legacy video, which is what I wanted to talk about because this is something I thought was interesting and I don't know how much you've talked about it, but you started after you had, was it your first or second doing these legacy videos for people? Yeah, after my second, um, okay. the first after after I had Julian, who's my second, I didn't want to go back full time to PT, um, which I really like haven't been doing full time for a number of years. I've always had like a creative side project yeah. or a side business. Um, and but this time it was like completely different. I wanted to go into video and just capture people's stories. I used to have a podcast called Wisconsin Notes and it was storytelling. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of like 
I don't know that I want to go back um, to podcasting. So why don't I try something different? And so I taught myself how to use a camera and like, yeah, you can learn anything on YouTube. Oh, I, don't I know it? Yeah. Like I, I'm self, everything I do is self-taught because yeah. I just am constantly like from one thing to the next. I'm like, oh, this looks fun. This looks fun. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and so these legacy videos, because I've never heard of this before, but it's a really cool idea. So basically, people would come to you, and you you would ask them questions about their life and for like their kids or something to document. Yeah. Their so it's I I go usually to their home, and sometimes it can include like a tour of their house because people have lived in their homes for a really long time, and it kind of brings up some special memories for them. Um. But yeah, I, the interview is usually a couple hours long, which if you think about it, like that's not even that much time to really cover your life. It's really just kind of like um, skimming the surface. But along the way, I kind of dig, especially in like the pre-kid era, because I okay. think I, we know our parents pretty well um, from like, like if they're still alive, right? From when they had us to now, because we've been in their life. Yeah. But like, how much do you truly know about your parents before they had kids, yeah. or um, and so or before they got married, or before whatever it is? And so that's where I usually focus most of my time because I just think that's the coolest part. It's like it kind of acknowledging your parent as a whole person as opposed to like just a parent, which yeah. is probably something, I mean, for me, it's not something I acknowledged until I had kids myself and I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it. Like you're actually like, you're not just a mom. <laughs> <laughs> you had a life before and a life. Um, it's like something I'm so desperately grasping for as a parent. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I can appreciate this in you. And then also how, when we all left the house and like went on with our lives, like how I'm like, like, I can't even imagine like my boys leaving, like the face you're making right now. It's like already just like, so like, Oh my God, don't leave me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, there were five of us and then like all of a sudden they're empty nesters and how that oh must God. feel. And so you did this to your, to your parents. Did you do this? I haven't, thing? I've done my in-laws, but I haven't um, interviewed my parents. My parents are like, I don't know what to share, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's like everyone has a story type deal. <laughs> so, um, but a lot of it is like, like, especially the last like 20 minutes or so is about what do you want to say to your kids and your yeah. grandkids and your great grandkids? Because we all die. We do. We all die. Yeah. And it's like hard for us to say these things when we're alive, but like might as well do it while you're, you know, like still here and like can have the time to like think about what you want to say. And then also they're not in the room, which helps, you know, it's like it's easier for them to talk to a stranger and be like, these are the things that I want my children and my grandkids to know about me and that how I feel about them and how they've made my life significantly more meaningful, whatever they want to say, yeah. they can say it easier to me as opposed to like looking at them. And I think that's also a generational thing. Like I think that the, like the people, the boomers right now, like they have a little bit harder of a time, you know? Yeah. I would totally agree with that. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I feel like like my kids there, I don't even know what, um, what their generation is. And I don't even know what mine is because I'm in that weird like 80s, 90s hybrid. So I'm like, I feel like a Gen Xer. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm like one of those people that like, like, don't call me on the phone, text me first, like all that. I don't answer my phone. So I feel like I'm kind of like behind my time. Millennial. You're, you're, you're like me. You're like a geriatric millennial. <laughs> But. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm like, I don't even know. But I can I say yeah. with my kids, I love their generation. I, I love it. Like, I, and I feel like, um, you know, when, when I was growing up, parents didn't like love our generation. <laughs> they like, not that they didn't love us, but like our generation was just kind of like, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I would, and I was always warned about teenagers and stuff like that, but I think they're just so cool. They're so accepting of everyone and so much more outspoken and they have their own opinions and like, I don't know. I think they're a really cool generation. Yeah. But, um, but do you still do those videos? I do. I try and I'm like limiting myself to like one a month. Um, mm. because it's a ton of time to edit them because mm. I, it's a two hour film. And then on top of that, I like have them 
send me photos that I like overlay so that like a bunch of photos, especially family photos are in there. Um, so yeah, it's just wow. ends up being a lot more time and like, yeah, it's a lot easier to make a 60 second reels. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I, I yeah, sometimes, I imagine you spend a lot of time on some of yours because they're oh, like yeah. it's like a production and you actually like change your outfits and stuff. There's and I'm so like many outfit changes. I think that's my <laughs> least favorite part. I was thinking about that today. I was just filming one before this and I was like, oh, I just have to get changed like six times. <laughs> like <laughs> I no. So back to the legacy video. Um, what what would yours look like up to this point? Like how like if you were to if you if Laura was to be interviewing you. Yeah. In short, in short, yeah. what are some things you might pull out uh, of your experience so far? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess kind of like, um, you looked at my like life in like a linear fashion. Like I grew up in a pretty conservative home and like lots of kids, there's five of us, um, on a very restricted budget. Um, and so like like we were just talking about how like you, like like wherever you can drive right like like i never left the tri-state area when i was younger and i didn't go on an airplane until i was in college with like my track team like we went like traveled to compete and i was like i don't even know how to go through security like i <laughs> grew up with privilege but i also grew up it, like very much aware of the dollar and mm -hmm. um and so yeah and also like pretty conservative um like irish catholic you know? yeah yeah and so so like i had like that position with like parents who have like only ever left the country i think once they both mm -hmm. came from big families too and then i like kind of like left went to college went to college in a city which i think was a big difference was that I went to college in Boston as opposed to like a small college town. And it just made my independence skyrocket because when I graduated, I was out. Like right. I, me and my best friend traveled to the world and we would do short physical therapy contracts for cash and like make a bunch of money for like three months and then like go backpack India and Nepal for six no months. Way. It's like this really fun, overly confident like 25 year old <laughs> woman um and yeah and like i guess like because this is a running podcast i mean running was woven throughout this entire story you know it's like my way to explore it's my way to like be grounded it's also like what has given me confidence i suppose over the years um so yeah and then a, a lot a lot of humorous side stories along the way <laughs> right a lot of self-deprecation <laughs> i mean i think that's a great way to grow and find out about yourself is to travel and do all those things independently that's awesome i sure. so, some of the things i wish that i had done more i actually i have a similar background that you do except i live in the town i grew up and my kids go to the schools that i went to so i never left um yeah, yeah. So so I, I didn't get on a plane until I started working. And then now my husband, like we travel now, but yeah, but I grew up in the same kind of way, Irish Catholic, very strict. So yeah. I totally get, I can, I can totally um, relate to what you're saying. In your, you know, as you're growing up traveling, like where you are now, like what would the person think then of, of like this person now of Laura, like what you're doing now, would you be like, like if you were to have looked into the future and see what you're doing now what would what do you think you would think um i listen nothing shocks me anymore <laughs> like truly i don't think that i would be even that flabbergasted i'd be like oh yeah this this checks out like i think that the being in front of a camera part is like a little odd like I, that's never what something i like saw for myself but everything else is like pretty much what i've been doing just without a camera in front of me if that makes <laughs> sense like yeah. all the skits all the making fun of runners and myself like that is nothing's new about that and so okay. um i've always been kind of one of the louder ones in my group 
of friends. And I think that my friends are like significantly funnier than I am. Like they are the funniest, funniest people on the planet. Um, but I'm just like the boldest one that's like, oh, I'm gonna put a camera here. <laughs> but they would be like way better at this than I am. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that I would just be like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Oh my God, that's so funny. That's, you know, one of the things that I heard you say, and I was like, oh, like, I mean, I, I'm not like you in the, like, there's so many things that I'm like, oh, I'm the same way. But then there's like, I'm more introverted. Like, if you were to put me in a group, I would be the one like, kind of like in the corner, like listening to everybody else. Like, it's funny, like, stuff like this, or I can talk in front of like 50 people or whatever. But like, if yeah. you put me in like a small group, I'm like, it's like my worst nightmare. But, um, but yeah, you were saying something uh, about New York and you traveled with a friend there and uh, you were like taking the tags off your clothes when you and like just like you ate like a, a pop tart or something. You'd never like you like just no, there was no like planning or like you were just so laid back about it. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, because you normally runners are so like analytical and so stressed and everything. There's only so many things that like. I don't know, like I wasn't going for the win, you know? And I understand that like people wanna do their best. Of course I understand that. And like you did so much training, you deserve to have a good race and to set yourself up for a good race. So I agree with that. But like, I don't know, like Julia was just, so just like for people to understand, like we were in this hotel room and she was watching me from like her bed. She's watching me in horror as I, <laughs> As I'm like laying out my my race outfit and I'm literally just popping tags off of things. And she's like, You've never worn, you've never worn that. You've never worn that. And she's then I'm like holding up two pairs of brand new socks. And I'm like, oh no. And I'm like, I think these are too thick. And she goes, Laura, those are like winter socks. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, you have to be prepared for the unprepared anyway. So you might as well just wing the whole thing. I mean, you oh, never no know way. what's going to happen. You can't be fully prepared for all of it. No, I, I prepared myself with the shoes and the nutrition. Everything okay. else, it's like, I'm also like very lucky, right? Like I'm small breasted, right? Like I know that that's a different game for different size people. Whereas like I could put on any sports bra and I'd be fine. And then yeah. like, you know, like just put enough, like, I don't know, chafing stuff everywhere. And then I'd be fine. I know right. that's not the case for everyone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there are certain things that I'm just like very lucky to kind of roll with. And like the shorts I wore were new, like that's, not gonna fly for a lot of people, but for me, it's like whatever. I put enough Vaseline on my body. Yeah, I <laughs> don't wear anything. It'll be fine. It'll get me to the finish, you know. <laughs> well, so I talk to a lot of trail runners, and I so now the marathon to me, I'm like, well, I'm only out there for three hours. Like literally, like I feel like I could probably not really be in too much trouble. Like I'm like that's I, how I feel too, and I don't even run ultras. I've only run one, but I have enough ultra friends and I've like been there at their races, their overnight races, their 24 hour races. So I look at my measly little marathon and I'm like, I don't know, like what's the worst? I'll just start walking. Right. I'll still finish like, yeah, exactly. like hopefully before they like, you know, sweep Shut up, <laughs> but like, I don't know, like whatever. Uh, I was with you. Marathons, like you're not in the middle of the woods. Like you can always, like I don't know, hop on the subway and go home. <laughs> <laughs> right there's, there's like people around. Like so, I was thinking about this because I have been. It, it's been like tempting me to sign up for an ultra, and I'm like, but the first of all, I am so challenged, like navigationally. Like I can't, like in a marathon. Like thank God there are people there that I can follow because, like, I just feel like if I were alone, I would. I would just hundred percent get lost. I mean, I've been, I've gotten lost in races where people were around, but they had to be like, no, that's the wrong way. So like, I can't imagine an ultra, especially one where you're running at night. Like I, they'd never find me. Right. So it, I'm like, you know, I want to do it because it sounds like such a life altering like experience. Um, but I seriously, and then the animals is the whole nother. I know. I'm like, uh, dude, my worst. So my worst, um, and I'll ask you yours, but like skunks, I'm, I think I'm the, isn't that a weird one? I'm, I'm terrified of skunks. 
That's not a weird one though, because it's probably the most common that you're like going to come across. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess. What's, what about you? What do you, what, what in Boston? What's in Boston? Oh, I'm not, there's like no wildlife here. There's, we have city turkeys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I hate land birds. Like any yeah. bird that is on the land. Birds. Yeah, that's a good one. So like geese and turkeys, we have yeah. a ton of them here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of wildlife, I'm never that scared. It's always like even when I'm on the trails around here, it's just the people, right? Like yeah, I, well, yeah. There's a there's a person, like that's <laughs> um, but yeah. Let's face it, guys. Shaker bottles suck. Your protein shakes always come out clumpy and you look like an idiot using the thing. That's why I decided to ditch my shaker bottle for good and get myself a BlendJet 2 portable blender. It makes perfectly blended protein shakes in just 20 seconds. BlendJet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts for 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. With over 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from, there's a BlendJet 2 to complement just about any style. So what are you waiting for? Go to BlendJet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code MRWH12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. All right, so, all right, let's say I know you didn't get in this reality TV show and maybe being in front of the camera wasn't your plan, but let's say that we made a movie and what would the title be? What would your movie title be? I, it's probably something along the lines of like, let's figure it out. <laughs> Just I like, so like a out. documentary type or we go in like, <laughs> Uh, let's figure it out. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Comedy, drama, romance, probably a comedy, probably yeah. like a self-deprecating comedy, comedy of some sort. And who uh, would you want to play you? Oh, definitely like a Molly Shannon. <laughs> yeah, nice. That would be the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So funny. <laughs> oh my god. Just like the perfect touch of over the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see. I can see it now. All right. All right. And say, all right, let's just say you had a love interest. Do you have a, do you like have a celebrity, celebrity crush? crush? Um, you know, I feel like, don't they like feel like they're changing a lot as we get older? Like they a Ryan Austin doesn't yeah. like do it for me anymore. Where <laughs> right, it like, changes. Yeah. Hugh Jackman does or like, like, <laughs> like, like George Clooney still is attractive to me. Um, and I'm like, you're 70. Like, I don't even understand how you are so attractive still, but maybe that's me being older, you know? That's so funny. Mine is The Rock. Always like, Rock. <laughs> oh my God, I love him. Oh my God, he's huge. Like he'd literally just lift me up and like just no problem with like one hand. Like he's just, oh my God, I love him. Your reaction, I wasn't expecting that. You were like surprised. I'm like, doesn't everybody love The Rock? Maybe it might be my age. Like I'm older than you. So, cause I feel like I have a lot of friends that like, like The Rock. I don't know. There's something super cheese about The Rock. Thing. I don't know. Oh my God. Maybe because he's such a terrible actor, but he's oh, right. a nice guy. Oh God. Yeah. So my husband and I, we actually had, like, when we first started dating, we had a list, like a celebrity list. This was like our, you know, like five people. Like, if we ever met these five Hall people, pass. we were, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hall pass that we, and yeah. I'm trying to think who used to be on mine that's no longer on there. Dude, he was actually even a password of mine for a while, but I can't remember who it was. And then I found out he was short, and I was like, nope, he's out. No, they're always shorter than we think they are. I know. You know, my husband isn't that tall. I mean, it's oh, always the things like you say. Um, what's his name? All right, let me look him up. The Hawaiian guy. Uh, oh. That's actually really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, 
I don't know his name though. Climber. Why can't I think of his name? Um, but he just got divorced from now. Yeah, we're really bad. We're really bad with names. Everyone is very small in Hollywood. That's what I've I feel like I've learned with age too. Right, right. Yeah. Like it, like and the thing is, and I've heard this before, but like when you know you build these celebrities up so big and then you meet them and you're just kind of like let down and like that sucks. That sucks for like the celebrity too to feel like all that pressure and then like you have to be like this bigger than life thing and then like you know. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. So I mean I always thought I wanted to be famous, but I'm like, no, because like then I'd have to like look to the expectations that Ugh. <laughs> Sounds like a horrible way to live, doesn't it? Do you feel like people when they meet you though expect like us? But you are just you, right? I mean, so like probably when people meet meet you, they're just like, it's just you. Yeah, you feel like I think that like that probably helps. I mean, I haven't like met that many people in the last few months, you know, where like people are like wanting to meet me. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'll answer that in a year, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. so far it's just kind of like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. There's Laura. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because when I first came across you, like somebody probably shared one of your videos. I can't even remember which one it was. It was probably one of the ones where you were making fun of the different, um, running brands. <clears throat> and I was just like, Oh my God, she's hilarious. And you, at that point you only had, I think you had like 7,000, like, which is a lot, like, it, don't get me wrong. It's a lot, but you no, had like 7,000 yeah. followers. And I was like, how is, does she not have like a hundred thousand followers? And it was other people were saying it too. Um, but then within like, God, like a month or two months, you were like, you like blew up and then you were doing ads for like Brooks and like, all this, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, she's doing it. I know. So you know, it's like, I never knew, like, so I've never had like a following and even now it's like 40,000, which is a ton, but nothing compared to like the people who have like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers. Right. Yeah. And still, I find it like kind of impossible to manage, which I understand. Like when you do get that big, you have someone managing your social media because it is actually just impossible. Like I, you get a ton of DMs every single day and a lot of them go into the other channel. Oh yeah. 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 You don't even see them. Right. At this point, I probably have like a thousand that are unread and I just can't, I just can't. So yeah. I just don't because yeah. then I get overwhelmed and I feel like I need to respond to everyone. And then that my whole day would be gone. And I'm like, well, I understand that like in order to build a following, that's one of the things you do have to do, but I just, I can't, I, I, I got kids. <laughs> I, no, I, I use that excuse a lot, but I'm like, I'm a mom. It's, but it's true. It's true. And you have to like, you have to prioritize the things you're going to focus on and making content is really, you know, what you enjoy, what people like are following you for. So right. I think just I would like, cross your fingers that people will keep following, even though you're not engaging with them in messaging every day, you know, cause it's just, there's only so much that you can do. I think people have to realize that it's impossible to keep up with. Like with, okay, let me ask you with social media, like, have you learned anything? Like, um, I, I mean, one thing is that it just likes to be fed. I, I don't feed the monster like other people do. I like at most I'm putting out like two skits a week and that's um, all I can really manage. And that's yeah. all I really want to try and manage like two, maybe three if i'm having a good week yeah um, i don't touch it on the weekends like i don't do the normal stuff i wonder yeah. if it was just a following i was going for if i could be much farther along than i am right now if i did the things that they say which is like post often post daily post constant reels post on the weekends post stories every day um if someone comments like comment on their comment which uh. Yeah. I try and do yeah. for like a few and then, yeah. and then I'm done for the day. You know, like I, I cannot do everybody's and, yeah. and it doesn't seem like a good waste, a, a good use of my time. Um, but I feel like what I've learned is that like, first off what I want, which is not just a big number. I just want a good community. And mm -hmm. that is certainly what I have right now. I feel really, really lucky. The people who comment and share and engage with me are almost all positive. And everyone's just kind of like here for the innocent humor of running. Yeah. Like, come on. It's like G rated for the most part. It's <laughs> like, 
really just kind of um, easy humor. And so it's just nice. Like, I, I think that if anyone were to like truly like come for me, I wouldn't even have to respond to them because like the community would descend. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just a nice feeling. Cause then I'm like, I don't even have to really like go to war with, it. and if, if people want to send me negative things in my DMS, that's cool too. I just don't respond. Like, it's just, it's fine. I think that for me, it's just been like, really helpful to set boundaries, to look at this as a job. It's not my life. Like mm -hmm. I've set boundaries with what I put up. Like you're not going to see my kids anymore really. Mm -hmm. Or even my husband's like not really on there that much. Um, and just kind of like my life is separate from this. Yeah. And that's been a really healthy boundary for me. Now it doesn't, I mean, some people really love sharing their life and their their family. And I fully support that. It's just like for me, it works out better. And then every day at seven 30, for the most part, like we, our kids go down around seven 15, they go to bed seven 30. I do like one last scroll. And then my husband like literally takes my phone and puts it in a box. And like, I can't look at it again until the Aww. next morning. Um, it's just like so nice to be like, okay. Like, especially when I'm like trying to like essentially pr like sell myself to a brand and I'll be like, yeah, I have 45,000 followers, which isn't a ton compared to what I guess competitors, but like you're looking at 45,000 runners. They are all runners. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, Even you've got the corner. They're not a runner. They're, they're intrigued by running. So <laughs> they may start running because why else would you be here? <laughs> right, 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 right. So they're an athlete in some capacity or they're related to an athlete in some capacity. And so and it's like, and these are like good people who also like, I want to get to a point where they trust me in that I'm not just trying to sell them certain things. Yes. There will come a time where I am promoting different things. That is how the industry works. But I want to get to a point where like, I haven't done it yet, aside from like wearing Brooks stuff or wearing ASIC shoes. But it's like, I, there will come a time where I need to say, you know, these are my favorite things. And for people to trust that I'm actually they are my favorite things, you know? Yeah. Um, so I have like been very intentional about not jumping into every opportunity that comes my way. I'm super picky. And the reason I'm so picky is because I am also a physical therapist and it can always go back to my other job. Yeah. <laughs> I understand that people need a paycheck and they need to get paid. And so I, again, that's another privileged thing. It's like, I can always go back to my other job. And so because of that, I can be how, the way I am right now, Just, which is yeah. Juicy. yeah. So let's talk, I guess, a little bit more about running and your like. What do you have coming up? Do you are you do do you have any races coming up or anything? No, I no. um, I was just on a podcast recently where I'm making like I'm I'm making a a public <laughs> push <laughs> on podcasts and <laughs> Instagram. For ASICs to bring me to Paris. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have yet to talk to anyone from ASICs, but I'm just running around town being like, hey, <laughs> ASICs, <laughs> bring me to Paris. Um, yeah, I really, I yeah, don't man. have my eyes set on running another marathon anytime soon. Yeah. But I would go to Paris and run a marathon, you know? Like, yeah, same. I mean, who wouldn't do that yeah, for sure? So, yeah. I, I would love to find a half um this year and maybe do some shorter stuff i yeah. we i would love to have another kid and so if that's in the cards like in the next few years like i want to get a couple good races in before then you know yeah. then it's oh like God. at least two years of me being wiped out again so uh -huh. um yeah wow so wait a minute so you're um does your husband come from like a big family too? Does he have a lot of siblings? He's one of three. Yeah. Okay. So do you, are you, are you going for like five? No, 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 <laughs> no. We live in, we live in the city still. So I don't know. Uh, I mean, honestly, we probably should stop it too. <laughs> do it now. I mean, I always wish I had another one. So if you're thinking you have about two? it. I, I have three. I have, well, so I'm from a blended, like my husband had a son and then I have two daughters and we're together. So we're together, we're five. And 
when we got married, we thought about having another one together. And then we were just really worried about the kids. They were really young when we um, got married. And we're like, well, how are they going to feel if we have it? I don't know. We just probably yeah. bought everything. But um, but yeah, now I'm I'm like, I could, but nah, it's so nice now. They're so old. They're independent. Like, right. And my husband would leave me if we had another kid at this point. Oh. Like not trying That's to. Really not. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, even I already feel like I, he's only one and a half, but I'm like, oh, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And <laughs> like, they're starting to play together. And like, I'm not like, he's almost out of diapers, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. But I can feel it in my bones that we're not done. It, yeah. As long as we're like lucky enough to have it happen. Um, But and my husband definitely wants another one. But yeah, I don't know. We need to like try and figure out how to have a girl though. I need a girl. I, I don't need a third boy. Oh my God. I don't, that's just <laughs> when you get all boys. I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I have, friend, I have a friend the same way. She ended up with three boys, but, and it was so different because it's just, boys are just so much different than girls. Oh it's crazy. But yeah, that the whole, the whole kid thing is really just uh, makes everything a lot different and your priorities different. So You talked a little bit about how running gave you confidence. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like where, like, did you start running in high school? Yeah. Is that when you started running? And, and, um, so, I mean, I know we're almost at an hour. I don't take, I, I have time, but I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I want to talk about a little bit how running has helped you and, and did give you confidence. Like when you started. Yeah. Well, I also was like very lucky to have really strong coaching in high school. And I think that that made all the difference. It was like, and I mean, high school's already kind of a tumultuous time. I had braces until senior year. Like, yeah, the whole thing, you know, like yeah. acne and like was like kind of scrawny. And but I never felt of course I had insecurities, but like I never had this like deep, you know, self-hatred or anything because I had this team around me mm. of just girls who just loved having a good time. And we were fast. We were like really, really good. And so that helps too. But I think yeah. even if we weren't fast, like we would have just, you know, getting out doing like an impossible um, sport, like cross country and um, getting out there every single day over the summer and like having that dedication to train over the summer when you're not even with your team and then yeah. rolling in and like, for me, like, and I played basketball through high school, soccer, there is no greater team sport than cross country. Like you have to do the work and like you show up every race for your teammates. And I think that just having that like from eighth grade on was just, you know, everything for me. I ran with my sisters. Um, I ran through college and it's just like, you fail a lot and you learn how to fail. I think yeah. that's a really big thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's kind of like sets you up for life for like so many positive things. Like you couldn't, I couldn't talk highly enough about running, especially when you're younger, for sure. Um, you talk a lot about your coaching and how having such an awesome coach in high school, what do you think is like the most important quality uh, for a coach to have? Or that your coach oh, had so many. I mean, the the thing with, with high schoolers, I think, is like establishing trust. And so she was like a mom to us, but she was a hip mom. Like I think she was like in her thirties, you know. Yeah. And so we could trust her with anything. She knew who all of our crushes were. Oh. She knew like when we got our period. Like I think I told her I got my period before I told my mom. And. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she like was like, okay, like this is a pad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like having that safe space and just having someone who celebrates you, even when you fail, like, yeah. like when we lose some big races and she'd be like, you know, lift your chin up. Like you guys are 14 years old. You are 14 years old. And while this was a really big race for us and I wanted you guys to do well, like it is okay that you didn't. And I want you to, 
each have a Snickers bar and like run around and dance it off and like maybe have a sleepover tonight and we would have a sleepover and like we would laugh our way back to the starting line. And so I, I don't know, there's a million different ways that she helped us. And I just, yeah, I think it's just the most important role. So do you have, is there anything because, um, so one of the things that I remember reading, and this is about parenting, but I think coaching or anybody that's influential as you're growing up, um, they're kind of like your inside voice as you get older or whatever. Um, so is there anything that she said that still replays in your head that like gets you through like a tough race or, um, you know, when you're having trouble, do, do you remember any phrase or anything that she used to say? Not any phrases, but I mean, one of the like more popular skits I've had was about no one cares. And like that, that is like who Mary was like, it kind of was like giving us perspective as to what this whole thing really is, which yeah. is a beautiful sport that at the end of the day, it like, not nothing about the time on the clock equates to your self-worth. Right. And that's just what you need to remember. Like there, there's no, like your family and friends don't love you any little bit less because you didn't like succeed and in, in your race that day. And so I've always like, I carry that into college. And I think that's honestly probably why I wasn't very fast in college. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, I didn't stress that much. Like when I had a bad race, my coach was the opposite. He was pretty pissed off and he would come over and be like, you're terrible. And in my head, I'd be like, yeah, but I'm like pretty cool. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I think that that was like, couldn't have been a better coach to have at the beginning of my career, you know? Well, that's awesome because I, I think that's what you're doing for all of us is you're giving us that perspective that your coach kind of gave you, like not to take mm -hmm. yourself too seriously and it's okay. Like, and so you're kind of sharing that positive, um, you know, mindset that, that she gave to you. So I love that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Two more things. One, do you have a favorite quote? I do. Well, okay. I have a lot of favorite quotes, but okay. I am a big reader. Um, my favorite book, um, is by Patty Smith, um, called just kids. Okay. And if, especially if you like reading about sex, drugs, and alcohol, which for some reason is like my favorite genre, like nonfiction, rock and roll, like 60s, 70s. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I didn't live then. And I'm like the opposite of that. I didn't even know that was a genre. Oh man. I just like, I love reading um, memoirs of famous musicians. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but at one part in the book, she says, no one expected me. Everybody everything awaited me. And I think about it all the time. No one expects. Oh, I like that. That took me a second, but yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like that's kind of where I am right now. Like, like, and I think that's such a healthy way of looking at it. Like there are no expectations on you. Nobody is like expecting you to walk through that door and succeed, but the entire world is out there for you to conquer. So just go do it. Like, you know, I don't know, just figure it out. The last thing is not like really part of the interview. I just thought of something today when I was running. Have you done any skits on Garmin? No, not yet. You've got to do, has somebody said that to you? Like when I well, get like a negative four. Do you know who Corinne Malcolm is? Who? Corinne Malcolm. Yeah. She's um, an ultra runner and she does a lot of the announcing in the trail world. And she messaged me recently being like, you got to do one where the Garmin is like, kind of taunting you but in like a foreign accent because like for some reason it always feels like they're eastern european or something and so i thought about it and then like a week later um erin azar mrs space cadet yeah. did a skit like that and i was like oh she's on it she got it done beforehand like ahead of me um so no i haven't but i haven't like because i actually run most of the time Oh, really? You're wristed. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Dude, I think that's so healthy. I don't, but I, like mine said like negative four today. And I was just like, stop telling me how shitty I am. Like, I hate that. That's uh, I can't do it. I can barely do Strava. I do. I, I mean, I have a private Strava account. Um, yeah. For years, I had an alias Strava account. Like no one <laughs> 
I had it um, because that's just, I'm too competitive and I'm too yeah. competitive with myself. And I would never take chill days if I had a GPS watch that I wore every day. I have a Sunto. I have a, a Garmin. They're dead in my drawer. I mean, <laughs> when I start training for something, I'll probably whip them out just to like help me with splits and stuff. But yeah. For me, I like the old Ironman Timex, you know, the start and stop. Yeah. That's usually what I race into is something that just tells me what my time is, but no splits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know I'm so old school. I'm so old school. I like it. I, I like it. If I'm, yeah, if I start to get too stressed or whatever, I run without a watch, but it's hard to do because once you start getting your miles up and Strava and then you're like, oh, people are going to think I'm not running. I know it. That's all. That's all for the best. If people think I'm not yeah. running the best, because then I show up in a race and I'm like, oh, look at me. I just ran yeah. like a 130 half and I didn't <laughs> even train. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Well, this was so much fun today. I appreciate your time. I know you're really busy. So thanks for making some time that's to chat. Fun. Congrats on all your success and good luck with uh, what's coming up next for you. Thank you. Thank you. And happy holidays. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this will be too. out like three months after the holidays. <laughs> dude, I know. And I was like, I was going to ask you all these holiday questions. I'm like, dude, there's no chance you're getting this out before Christmas. Don't even, <laughs> don't even do it. Yeah. Don't do it to yourself. Don't I'll even do it. Put the expectation on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, have a good rest of the day. I hope that your kids are better soon. Yeah. And... Same with yours. Let's all. Thank you cross our fingers that we get through this month okay and, and next yeah, month don't catch anything but uh all right yeah. cool all right i'll bye. see you later all right bye bye Thanks for listening to the Maybe Running Will Help podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at one classy mother runner. And to keep up with the show, follow Maybe Running Will Help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you next time. Um, so my Google document says um oh like when i was looking at it i oh anonymous chipmunk <laughs> i'm going i think that just means that i come up as anonymous when i'm looking at a doc there's like this little pink like creature up there and i'm like oh that's cool i've never seen that and um i'm like oh my god i i could totally see her being like an anonymous chipmunk i guess <laughs> that's amazing yeah. i think that that could be the title of my movie <laughs> <laughs>